Hi, welcome to Planet Chaos. I am your host, Brandon Chaos. With me as always, I've got Ed Giggity. Giggity Giggity. So, uh, what the hell's the matter with you? I don't know. Dude, it, you can't message people normally. Every message <laughs> I fucking get from you has got to be a dick pic or a dick video. You got admit, What the hell, man? It was a funny video with a giant dick in it. So it was a good video because it had a giant dick in it. Oh, Is that what you're it saying? Was perfect. It was perfect. What was perfect? The video or the dick? The video was perfect. Well, the dick was huge. It was way, it was way too big. It was a monstrous dick. Like you couldn't even do anything with a dick like that. That would be more of a curse than anything. I I could think of some things I could do with it. <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm sure you could. <laughs> but no. The video starts out with a nice picture of a girl on outside on a couch, and then slowly zooms out by kilometers, then goes out to the earth and the sun and then the universe and all that, and then goes gets wider, 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 and it turns into a guy with a giant dick. And it's funny because you don't expect something like that. Yeah, I don't expect pictures or videos of dicks from guys. Actually, I don't even expect pictures or videos of dicks, period. And this isn't the first time. This is not the first time. You have sent me a cornucopia of dicks. Alright? This is funny. I didn't know the guy that used to do that. I gave him a one-way ticket to Block Island. Or tread lightly, my friend. I'll get my hopes up. <laughs> Release me from my cage. So it's officially the first show of the year. Brand new year. And uh, already, already, the uh, World War Three memes are the, the memes of the year. Well, first thing has happened. <laughs> crying Brady, crying Brady memes are going to come out in the next few days. Well, so sure. yeah, that's, that's a given. But, uh, yeah, World War Three, huh? Yeah, I can <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I know a lot of people that were in Vietnam or at least served during Vietnam. And, you know, there was, back then, everyone was like, oh, my God, World War Three, you know? And then I remember all throughout the 80s, you know, we had tensions with Iran. We had... Uh, the Cold War still going on and everyone was like, oh, it's World War Three, you know, I remember doing the uh, the, the uh, nuclear attack drills in elementary school Getting underneath the desk. You remember doing that? I don't remember nuclear attack drills. I just remember the tornado drills when yeah. I thought our math book could protect us from a 3,000 pound yeah. metal beam in us the back yeah, I remember doing the, the drills for a nuclear attack. You had to get underneath the desk. Uh, and well, then, the champion was prepared. Um, and then I remember uh, Desert Storm. Everyone was saying World War Three, you know. And then uh, when 9-11 happened, everyone said, Oh, if we retaliate, it's going to be World War Three. And then we got into Iraq, and everyone's like, see? Told you so. Yeah. And it, it hasn't happened. 
I think for it to be considered a world war that everyone has to participate. And I don't think that's the case. I think people are going to – everyone, they're going to like, hey, let the United States deal with this shit. We're just going to hang back and watch it on CNN. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, unless Russia or China get involved with Iran. I don't think – I don't think they want to do that though. I think but, that it would crash their whole – it would be too much. They already uh, – they already kicked all the U.S. troops out of Iraq. Yeah, they just voted. They just voted on that recently. Yeah, uh, I mean, say what you want about the president, but that general was a bad dude and had to go. Yep. <laughs> you know, he works it may bad. not have been the right way to go about it. I think, it was but the dude way. had to go. That's the perfect way. He was in a motorcade by himself. I don't. I didn't see the whole report. I don't even know how many people they killed. But they killed him and a couple guards, whatever, and that's it. Boom, precision yeah. strike. And then Trump comes out and says, I think it was last night, night before, is like, hey, do anything, and I got 52 targets already lined up, and I just pulled the trigger. So yeah. if you guys retaliate in any way, I'm taking out these 52 people. And they said on uh, Face Nation this morning that they were going to also do cultural targets. Cultural that, targets. That's what that, they, and that's the first time that he, they've ever threatened anything like that. Where like movie stars or influencers or anything like that, they're gonna take out. Who said so, that? Um, one of the officials for uh, Trump said that. They said they have fifty-two targets and they have both leadership and cultural targets. Huh. Yeah, I saw something about uh, Iran said something about attacking the White House. Yeah. I ain't gonna happen. No way. They don't have the technology to attack two countries away from where they are. They can't get all the way over here. That's the thing about America is if there's a war, there hasn't been a war on American soil, I don't think, since what, the Civil War? Yeah. I mean, there was a declaration. There's been declarations of war here, but we took it overseas. Yeah. You know, I consider 9-11, of course, a terrorist attack, but I consider that a declaration of war. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not from a sovereign state, though. That's from a, no, it's from a terrorist terrorists. organization. But, you know, Pearl Harbor was an act of terror, but yeah. it, was a, it was a declaration of war. Yeah, that was dumb. They've been regretting yeah. that for years. Yeah. yeah, Japan still hasn't recovered from that shit. Yep. But they gave us hentai anime, so we give them a pass. Is you, are you in the hentai? No, but anime. You jerk off the hentai, don't you? No, I don't jerk off the hentai. You can't jerk off to a cartoon. Didn't you say your wife does? No, I've never seen my wife. That's somebody else then. No. I could see you jerking off the hentai. I mean, I don't want to see you jerking off the hentai, (laughs) but I can see it. Give me the monitor. We'll see. Virtual reality hentai porn. Ooh, I never thought of that. Oh my God. You're going to do that when you get home, aren't you? Nah, not until later until all the kids go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so last week you said you were going to go see Star Wars, did you? I did. I went right after the show. Went and saw Regal. What'd you think? First of all, it was a half an hour of previews. It was ridiculous. Like, I'm sitting there, 10 minutes go by, 15, 20 minutes go by, and I, just, I, get, I get loud and I get mad. And I said, baby, oh, it's going to be a fucking teenager by the time these previews are done. Everybody in the theater laughed. It was hilarious. So was it a good movie? But I thought it was a good movie. I don't know why everyone's trashing it so much. I thought it was a decent movie. I think it was a little rushed. It's not. It's not. A, it's faster paced than what we're used to in a Star Wars movie. But 
they had to cram everything in there because it's the last one for a long time. So, you know, for years, I've been saying, like, oh, I'm not into Star Wars. Uh, I saw one Star Wars movie once, and I found out this morning it wasn't a Star Wars movie. What movie did you see? Apparently it was Spaceballs. <laughs> now, that's a good movie. They need to make a sequel of that one. I, I've gone all these years thinking that uh, Rick Moranis was Darth Vader. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah. They don't make so, good movies like that anymore. Apparently... Rick Moranis was not Darth Vader. <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. Oh, man. Spaceballs was a good movie, though. That was a great movie. Ma- Mel Brooks, man. He's a genius. What happened, though? Like, he he's he doesn't... Old. Well, he just... He never put out a whole lot of movies, man. Like, he just... He would take so much time in between films... I think because... Like, History of the World Part 1 was a great movie. Um, yeah. Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. The Airplane Movies? He didn't do the Airplane Movies. That was sure? not Mel Brooks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Mel Brooks uh, put out a lot of great movies, but... I think it's just because there's not a market for his <coughs> movies. Like, they want to make these big billion dollar blockbuster movies and not these little funny movies anymore there hasn't been really there hasn't been a real funny movie out for a while there's been a few but they don't get the hype they deserve yeah like uh what was that that movie that Seth Rogen did with uh Charlize Theron um, oh where she's like the president he's like the president's boyfriend or something like that I can't remember I can't remember what the hell it was called but it was a good movie it was funny you know and they, they never give Oscars to good movies. You know, they want these big, dramatic movies with big budgets. And a lot of them are made just specifically for the Oscars. Like, that's all that they want to do. And it's really stupid. It's like the downfall of Hollywood. Yeah, it was called Long Shot. Long Shot, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that was Where, a good movie. Uh, he was trying to date, like, she's like a president or like a big-time senator or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I never watched that one. Yeah. Has James Franco ever won an Academy Award? I don't know. I don't believe so, not that I know of. He should have, man. I'll tell you, dude, one of the greatest movies that came out the last decade was This Is The End. That was I'm going to be fucking 100% honest right now, man. The last decade, that's one of the greatest movies that came out. You know, forget all your your Star Wars and superhero movies and all these Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, Oscar bait movies, dude. That was just a bunch of dudes having fun on a movie set, and it worked. You know, it was a good storyline. There was so much fucking improv in that movie. I think that that movie, even though they were playing fictionalized versions of themselves, it proved how great all those guys are as actors. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Jonah Hill, when he, he turns evil for a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, James Franco, he's like a condescending asshole, you know? But he's trying to be the nice guy, like I'm friends with everybody, you know? And then, of course, Craig Robinson never disappoints. Danny McBride no. never disappoints. You know? 
It's one of the greatest movies to come out in the last decade, man. You know, and I, I just, I have no interest in seeing some of these, these uh, Oscar-nominated films. You know? Yeah. I know there's a lot of Oscar buzz right now for uh, Joaquin Phoenix for the Joker movie. I still haven't got to see that yet. Yeah. I was gonna go, and then something happened, and then something happened. I, I think it's a cheap theater now. I, I don't get into uh, I don't get into the, the superhero movies, but uh, the trailer for that actually you know spiked my curiosity a bit. I like it's, Joaquin Phoenix. It's not really a superhero movie though. It's it's the Joker's well, story. He's a villain, but yeah. it's still it's a comic book movie, you know. But it's done in sort of an artsy sort of fashion. Yeah. You know, there was a bit of controversy with that movie too, man. Did you ever hear about that? Mm-mm. I guess the uh, the scene where he uh, first transforms into the Joker, and he's walking down the steps. Have you seen that in the trailer? Yeah, he's walking. Yeah, and they're whatever. they're playing uh, Rock and Roll Part Two by Gary Glitter, and that was the controversy. I don't understand why that's a controversy. Well, because Gary Glitter, uh, he's in prison right now for kitty porn. Yeah, he's been in prison for several years. Like that—that that song was a big song at uh, like football games, like high school football games and shit like that. What song is it? Uh, Rock and Roll Part Two. How's it go? Uh, it doesn't have any lyrics, so you would like you would you would know it if you heard it though. Mm. Yeah, you you would know it. You're like, oh yeah, they play that in fucking high school football games all the time. Yeah. Look it up. So yeah, but like high school stopped using it at football games and. So there was a big controversy over that because he's a pedophile. You know, I, I kind of understand that. But then there's people like, oh, well, what other song would work for that scene? You know, it kind of fits what's going on at that time. Are you looking it up? Oh, okay. Dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, yeah. Everybody okay, knows yeah. that fucking song. A lot of people don't know the name of no, it. No, 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 it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know the name of it. Yeah. You know what? That's the big controversy. I don't think an artist's music should reflect on them as a person. So you can you can separate the artist from the music. Yeah, like how they like bashing R. Kelly. I don't care anyone says R. Kelly might be a pedophile, but when Ignition comes on, I'm all about it. I don't care. I I like R. Kelly's music. Uh, I don't know about him as a person. You know, we've been here. We've been hearing about R. Kelly's sex life since he first, you know, married Aaliyah. You know? Yeah, everybody knew about what he he had going on, and it's only become, you know, controversial recently because of that stupid documentary. Yeah. You know? And then the Michael Jackson thing. I don't buy into any of that. I, Michael Jackson didn't rape any kids. I don't. I don't know about he, I, I don't think it was full on rape but it was definitely gross sexual imposition would be the technical term for it I don't think so I don't think he was into kids I just don't you think he was just a he just came off as creepy or I think he thought he was a little kid maybe you know the way he lived his life he had an amusement park in his backyard even when he didn't have people over he'd be playing in the amusement park with bubbles yeah you know, he didn't have a childhood, and I think that set off a whole lot of emotional problems. 
You know, he was still, you know, mentally and emotionally a 10-year-old. Yeah, I guess being famous all your life, not really having to go to school yeah. or interact with the people, that would, yeah. Yeah, it would make you weird. And then he admitted that when he was underage, you know, he lost his virginity to Diana Ross. You know, I'm sure that messed with him emotionally as well. Uh, but there was a there was a book that came out. Um, I, I recently heard an old interview with the author. I can't remember his name, but he spent a lot of time with Michael Jackson in the uh, the final years of his life, and he wrote a book about what he saw and stuff. And this guy, you know, he said he never saw anything that would suggest that he was into children. But uh, he said. Michael Jackson used to uh, dress up as a woman and he would go to random hotels in Vegas and meet up with guys and he was a homosexual and he was a power bottom and he enjoyed dressing up as a woman it's possible and really thinking back at some of the bizarre stuff that Michael Jackson did it all kind of makes sense you know he was very feminine you know he had the long hair you know, obviously, uh, a lot of plastic surgery to make himself look more feminine. You know, it all kind of makes sense. I think artists are just a different breed of people that are often misunderstood. Yeah, uh, I think it's all. I think it's, I think it's a he yeah. wasn't normal, and people feared what they don't understand, just like anything. And he always had kids around. Was, but I think you know he felt bad for kids. You know, that had shitty childhoods because he had a shitty childhood. Yeah. You know? That's why he would bring in sick kids. You know? Yeah. He, he would go and visit terminally ill kids. He became really good friends with Ryan White. Remember that kid in the late 80s? The one that, you know, he had a, uh, uh, whatever that disease is where your blood doesn't clot. So he had to have a bunch of blood transfusions, ended up getting HIV and died. Oh, wow. There was a movie about him. Neil Patrick Harris played him. But he became really good friends with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson used to go visit him in the hospital all the time. You know, I think he just, he felt bad for kids that he saw going through some tough times because he could relate. You know, and he would have a sleepovers. And, you know, even like in this book, this guy said, you know, there was accusations that Michael shared a bed with these kids. But he said a lot of times Michael would sleep on the floor and let the kids have the bed. And they would just they would have a pajama party. You know, they would sit there and eat popcorn under the blankets and, and watch movies. And you know, then Michael Jackson would go on the floor and sleep while the kid had the bed. You know, it's just stuff that kids do. and Stuff that if know, I did it with my kids, no one would bat an eye. Yeah, because he was, because he was a, yeah, he was a stranger, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I never bought into all that bullshit, especially when, you know, some of his accusers have come out and said that, they lied. You know, some of them came out and said that they were doing it just to get a cash payment. Their you know? parents made them do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it really hard to believe a lot of these accusations against celebrities. Yeah. You know, a fine example of that is Kevin Spacey. Why did that kid delete all those texts? You know, where he was bragging about it to his girlfriend, like, oh, Kevin Spacey's touching my dick at this bar. I thought it was when they were younger, like they were teenagers or something like that. No, you're thinking of uh, Anthony Rapp 
accused Kevin Spacey of uh, forcing him onto a bed. Yeah. Now this was a different one. This was uh, this was like 10, 15 years ago. Kevin Spacey was at a bar and this kid was like a busboy or something. And he said that Kevin Spacey kept touching his dick and he didn't like it. Well then, uh, the girlfriend had text messages saying he was basically bragging about it. He thought it was funny. And then there was a text saying, oh, I should take him to court and try to get some money out of him. And he was deleting the text while the girlfriend showed the text. And they were like, well, why doesn't this match up? And Kevin Spacey ended up winning the case. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that where it makes it hard to to believe it. You know, like uh, Ben Roethlisberger is a great example of that. Yeah. The women dropped the charges and said, no, we want money. I mean, if you were raped... What would you want, money or to see the person behind bars so they can't do it to somebody else? Both? Yeah. <laughs> My love is not going to get raped by anyone Both, that money. Yeah. I'm going to get but, raped by some homeless guy when I'm drunk and passed out in the alley. Well, I mean, if, if you keep hearing all these people talking about how Kevin Spacey loves grabbing random dudes' dicks, and you're like, well, Kevin Spacey wants to grab my dick. I like Kevin Spacey. You know, would you... Fine. would? Would you want to see him go to jail or would you want money? You you only have those two options. You can't have both. I'd have I'd take the money. Grab my dick is nothing. Grab it. Uh, I've I I had my I, dick grabbed by so many random people in my life. If I, Kevin Spacey grabbed my dick and he was like, I'll give you a thousand dollars and you let me grab your dick, I'd be like, take a few strokes. That's fine. Take a little tour down there. It's I guess I, I think more about yeah, other right. people then because I would be like, this dude's doing it to a lot of people. Let's stop him right now. Yeah. You know, that's that's how I would look at it. And then once he's behind bars, say, okay, well, maybe give me some money, dude. You traumatized <laughs> me, bro. Civil suit. Yeah. That's what civil suits are for. Yeah, but, like, when, when you're taking cash payments in lieu of jail time, it makes it hard to believe it. I'm not saying that there aren't, you know, powerful dudes in Hollywood raping people or, you know, mm-hmm. doing shit like that. What I'm saying is it's hard to believe it when you're not pursuing the charges, when you're not taking an actual criminal case seriously. You know, like Cosby, for years there was rumors going around that he would drug women and rape them. For years. And when it would happen, he would pay these women off. Mm -hmm. With, you know, uh, they would have to sign a uh, non-disclosure agreement. You know, and if they happened to come out publicly about it, they had to pay him back the money. Well, finally, these women were fed up with, you know, biting their tongue over it. And they said, you know what, Cosby, here's your fucking money back. We're gonna, we want to see you behind bars. You've been they doing this way too that long. That guy's an old man. He's not really, I mean, he's suffering, but. He should have been in prison a long time yeah. ago. Though. You know, that's the way I look at it. Like. You know, yeah, it's the final years of his life, but look at all the good years he got to enjoy being on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, being on TV, making millions he of dollars. He lived three or four lives, you know. Yeah. Yeah, let him spend the last few years of his life behind bars. You know, it's kind of like the whole OJ thing. A lot of people said, you know, the crime that he did wasn't that bad, but 
Look at all the years of freedom he got to enjoy when he was acquitted of murder. Oh, you're talking about stealing a Heisman Trophy. Yeah. I, I was thinking about you. He, he murdered two people. It ain't that bad. There was just some waiter and some whore. No. <laughs> they would be off for a second. I'm like, what do you mean? He killed two people, allegedly. But, yeah, he went to prison for uh, was armed robbery. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, well, it wasn't that bad. He was trying to steal back shit that was... Yeah. actually his well he had to sell that stuff to pay for his legal fees <laughs> so fuck him and look at all the years of freedom he got to enjoy after killing his ex-wife allegedly allegedly although I still don't believe he did it I think he was covering up for his son you think his son did it? a lot of people think his son did it why yeah. would his, that would, I guess that would explain it. but yeah. why would his son kill his mother? No. Actually, I don't think it was his mother. I think it was his stepmother. Mm. I think it, previous marriage. His, his first son, his oldest. It's possible. Which is uh, OJ Jr. Or whatever I, whatever I it goes by. The, uh, I watched that series they had, uh, People vs. OJ Simpson. Yeah. And it seemed like, I don't know. How much did David Schwimmer look like Robert Kardashian, though? I know, it was creepy. <laughs> All those people looked really close to that. Cuba was great, man. He should have gotten an award for that shit. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good show. Well, maybe he did, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, there was rumors even back during the trial that he took the fall for his son. You know, That's it's possible. it's like with the whole Casey Anthony thing. You uh, know, a lot of people think that she was threatened by the people who actually did kill her daughter to keep her mouth shut. So... Shit like that happens though, man. I like, think, if you watch Law and Order, there's a lot of times. That, I think it was. You know, I think she accidentally killed her kid, and she panicked and didn't know what to do because she was neglectful, not a good mom. I think somebody else did. I really do. I don't know. You know. It's one of those things we'll never know. Just like that John yeah. Ramsey thing. Remember that when we were kids? Oh yeah. Well, that one I think has been solved. I'm pretty sure it was the brother. You think he's so jealous of his sister yeah. and killed? Well, did you watch, they did a series about that a few years ago. Did you watch that? I did not watch that. Yeah, one. and they pretty much were like, yeah, it was, it was the brother. Yeah. Yeah. They're just never able to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, though, how many high-profile murders just go unsolved. Yeah. Amazing. It's, you know, it's, you can get a, they always say, you can't get away with murder. You, you really can. Oh, yeah. You really can. If you just, if you're smart about it. Crimes of passion get solved quick because you don't think, you just act. Oh, yeah. People but are... If you think and balance it out, like, you can go missing easily. Yeah, premeditated murders are, are a lot harder to solve because they already got their plan of action. Yeah, if you know how to cover yeah. things up and scrub things yeah. down, and you can get away with murder. I mean, it's difficult. I'm not condoning anyone try to get away with murder, <laughs> but... But that's also why it carries a, a higher penalty too. Premeditated murder. Yeah, because it's more it's intentional. Yeah. yeah, and it's more well thought out, you know. What was OJ looking at though? For was he looking at the death penalty? In California? Or was it just life? I think life. I don't think he had death penalty yeah. in California. Yeah, I don't think California's had the death penalty for a while. Yeah, they got rid of it. Yeah. But you saw something. A lot of these states go back and forth with it. Ohio goes back yeah. and forth all the time. And you have states like Texas and New York where it's always going to be in. in Fucking murder you no matter what. They don't care. 
Like that guy last week that tried to shoot at that church in Texas. Oh, thinking geez. no one has a fucking gun in Texas. Yeah. That hell. You see the video of that guy? Who the fuck brings a gun to church, though? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that guy did. You he know, was former CIA. He carried you, guns with him everywhere. There were five other people in that church that had a gun on him, too. What's funny, though, is you've got all the hardcore gun nuts that are like, see, look, good guy with a gun took out the bad guy with a gun. What about all the other times where that didn't happen? I, I think that's one be. out of a hundred. Come it on. Should be, it should be just like the Wild West. If everybody had guns, there'd be less gun violence. I agree with that to an extent. But, I think uh, people shoot places up knowing they're not going to get shot till the end. Well, they know they can take out I mean, 15 A lot of these criminals go into places where they think there's not going to be guns. Mm-hmm. You know, like that country concert in Vegas. Oh, yeah, that guy sniped people from the windows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he, he was like, nobody's going to fucking find me up here. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to know where these gun, these bullets are coming from while it's happening. Nobody in the crowd is going to have guns. It's a concert. Yeah. It was, they check them at the door. Yeah, they it was perfect. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've been to so many concerts. I know, like, you're not going to get a gun in there. Mm-hmm. You know, places, you know, a lot of them have uh, the metal detector wands. They check you, man. Yeah, like nightclubs, like the Pulse nightclub, you know? Yeah. I mean, these people go into places where they know there's not going to be guns. Yeah. All you got to do is go up, pop the bouncer in the leg or in the head, depending on how yeah. pissed off you are, yeah. go in there and start shooting people. Exactly. Is that what happened to that place in Orlando, the gay club that they shot? That's, what, that's the one I just mentioned, Pulse nightclub. Yeah. 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 Pop the guy in the head and just go in there and start shooting people. Yeah. Actually, uh, went past there several times when I was down there. When I was living in Orlando, there's uh, all kinds of like memorials outside for the people that died. I guess because uh, it's not open, obviously, mm-hmm. but I guess the owners want to turn it into some sort of uh, museum for mass shootings. Not bad. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool, like a memorial almost. Yeah. What is that black coat? Well, that's the bullet-ridden trench coat from Columbine. <laughs> why do they need a museum for all these horrible things? I don't understand that. And there's a serial killer museum too, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know. I know somebody was talking about, because uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's childhood home is you know, in uh, Bath, Ohio, near Akron. And it's been sa- for sale for years. And I know uh, a buddy of mine who's really into serial killer shit was talking about buying it and uh, convincing the serial killer museum to move there. Maybe. Yeah. Well, this was years ago. It's still for sale. Nobody wants it. How much is it? Yeah. I mean, how big is it? I don't know. I mean, it's a decent sized house. It's like a, honestly, it's like a three bedroom house in a decent area. I'm like, it's did fifteen, twenty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's more than that. It's going for quite a bit of money. It's in Bath. I mean, that's a rich area of Akron. I've been to Bath. You know where uh, Richfield is? Yeah. It's it's like in between Richfield and Fairlawn. Oh. So it's a richy area, you know? Right by the old uh, the old uh, Coliseum. Richfield Coliseum? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was still wrestling there once. The Richfield Coliseum, I remember. I've been there plenty of times, man. Watching Brad Doherty play some basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the motherfucking day. So did you watch football this weekend? 
I watched the Patriots game last night. I did not what watch. Think, I did not watch the Texans game, which I wish I would. Oh have. man, that was a good I game. I wish I would have saw Bills and Texans. Oh man, that was a good game. Oh, I said cool. it. I said it right from the beginning, dude. I said, don't underestimate the Texans and the Titans in the postseason this year. Yeah. You know, like. You know, I, I feel bad for Bills fans. You know, they still got that curse looming over them. But, oh, yeah. You know, the Texans wanted it more. Yeah, I was playing. Uh, I was the playing the Titans aren't going to get past the Ravens, that's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that who they're playing next? I, they're playing the Ravens next, right? No. Yeah. 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 They're playing the Ravens. And the Texans are playing the Chiefs. Texans they won't, they the won't Chiefs. get past the Chiefs. Yeah, they won't that's for the Chiefs. sure. Yeah. But they knocked out the two teams that, you know, the Chiefs and the Ravens really had to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think the, the Patriots would have gotten past the Chiefs, so. I really don't. I don't. See, I don't. It's one of those things. Whatever. Or was it the, No, they would have had to play the Ravens, right? No, it would have been the it Chiefs. Been the Chiefs? It would have okay. been the Chiefs. And the yeah. yeah, that's what confused me. Because yeah. it's yeah. the way the seeds yeah. work. Yeah, the Patriots yeah. would have had to play the... Because they, they were the talking Chiefs. about that pregame. Yeah, and then the Titans have to play the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the Patriots would have gotten past the Chiefs. I really don't. In Yeah, in Kansas City. With their shit-ass offense. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas City would have torn them What are you thinking about Brady right now, man? What, what, are, you, uh, what are you predicting here with Brady? He I sounded... Think- he sounded he sounded down last night. He well, sounded yeah, he really lost. defeated. He's just, I think mentally and emotionally, he's defeated. He's drained. I think he's. I think he's ready to not not pack it in when it comes to playing football, but I think he's done with with the Patriots. I really do. I'm gonna go back to when I was a kid when Joe. Remember Joe Montana? How yeah. awesome he was before the Niners. Now he was. Awesomeness, that, you know, yeah. and then he went to the Chiefs and he did okay. I think he may have led him to the playoffs once, but that's it. Yeah, and that kind of tarnished him a little bit. His legacy, I think so, you know? man. He's still top five. It's but it's a risk going to another team and tarnishing your legacy just to prove a point. Brett Favre, same thing. All those years in Green Bay, Brett Favre. And then what? He took him to an NFC. He took the Vikings to an NFC championship, though. Yeah. But he was still beat up, and our memory of Brett Favre is him getting that shit kicked out. Of he also face. retired first, and then came back. Yeah, yeah. Then he retired again and came back. Yeah, again. yeah. I think what Brady should do is he should do one more year with the Patriots, and then call it quits. See what they do in the offseason first. See if they're gonna get him. Like, go talk to him. Like, hey, are you gonna get me this receiver? You're gonna get me this. You're gonna give me that. If not, then I'm out. I'm gonna who s- could he go to? I'm going to stand by what I said in preseason, well, before preseason even. Brady and Belichick both have something to prove. You know, both of their their legacies have an asterisk next to them. You know, Belichick has led one of the greatest sports dynasties of all time. But you've got all the cheating. You've got all the people saying it was all Brady. But then you got the other people that are saying that ah, it's all Belichick. I think Brady wants to go someplace else and win or lose, lead another team to the Super Bowl. Just to say, hey, look, I really am the GOAT. And I think Belichick 
wants to show that he could do it without Brady. Say, look, it's me. This is my team. They're, they are who they are because of me. And Brady's a fool for leaving. That's a good you point. know, they both have something to prove here. You know, and the Patriots, what, what I really like about them is, unlike a lot of teams, they're always looking to the future. You know, they took uh, Garoppolo and Brissett and molded those guys into pretty elite quarterbacks. Oh, yeah? I mean, both of them have had stellar careers outside of the Patriots. You know, they they, they were undefeated on the Patriots too, right? Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Because they both had to cover when Brady was suspended. I'm pretty sure they... Uh, Garoppolo won three and Brissett won one, I believe. One or two. Yeah, something like that. Um, but uh, who, who's their backup now? Is it uh, Hoyer? Is that who they got? I think I think Hoyer is on their team. Yeah, and he's he's done pretty well with the Patriots Hoyer's as well. Hoyer's never been that bad of a no. quarterback. Really. He just has shit teams. He's I always on. said that the Browns made a mistake bringing in Manziel, all because Hoyer lost one game. Mm-hmm. They had a great season that year. They had a winning season. He loses a fucking game, and they bring in Manziel. They're like, it's Manziel time. Let's get Johnny Football in there. And, I mean, we all know what a disaster that was. But now, well, but the, now the Patriots... Manziel. I'm oh, so bitter yeah. about that. But they, they were trying to be something that they weren't. And that yeah. was half of... Uh, What's-his-face that was the coach at that time? The guy didn't win any games. I can't think of his name. Chud? No. I believe they Jackson. had Chud. Hugh Jackson? Hugh no, Jackson. He, he came in after. You sure? Yeah, he came in after. You might be right. He came right. in when uh, Deshaun Kaiser was the quarterback. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they, um, they kept trying he, to he wanted, he wanted Kaepernick. He went to Cleveland thinking they were going to let him bring Kaepernick in. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason Hugh Jackson took that job. He didn't want to coach the Browns, and that's obvious with, I mean, the record that he had with him. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to be, he wanted to be coaching Kaepernick. He wanted that rags the richest story. Like, look, we bring in this, uh, you know, this Kaepernick who's been blacklisted from the NFL. We bring him in. And we lead the, the team to their first postseason appearance in what would have been like 16 years at that time or something. Yeah. You know, and it would have been a good 30 for 30, honestly. But they wouldn't let him have Kaepernick, so he just said, fuck it. You know, let's win one game over the next two seasons. Why not? But uh, going back to the Patriots, the Patriots are already looking at the future, man. They want Trevor Lawrence. Give me another reason to hate that kid. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was playing in New England next year as their starter. Mm. They'd have to really move up and draft picks. I mean, they'd really have to do a lot of shuffling. Unless they make some back-end deals. Teams do that, man. If, if they've got an interest in someone, they'll go and cut deals with other teams. Like, hey, you know, we'll do this for you if you leave so-and-so in the draft until we're you know our first pick. They do it all the time. But New England has what, like the twenty on twenty some odd pick. First round, I think they're 
They're loved something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they make deals. They made the playoffs. Who else needs a quarterback? Everyone top five. So that's always what they think they need is a quarterback. Who else needs a quarterback? Bengals. 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 Uh, Steelers. Steelers need a quarterback. Bengals uh, need a quarterback. Chargers. Char- yeah, because they got a plan for Rivers going now. And I think Colts are interested in a backup. And that's that's a little bit Plus of dealing, Davis, I think but I mean, if no one else, I mean, Pittsburgh's already looking at Bridgewater. We know that. Yeah. Um. So I don't think they're going to draft. They drafted. They drafted Rudolph last year. I don't see them drafting another QB. I think they're going to go for Bridgewater because he's already proven what he can do. You know. Uh, Chargers, I think they're going to trade as well for a quarterback. Look at somebody proven instead of somebody unproven. Yeah, so I think really the only teams that are going to be drafting quarterbacks are going to be Colts and Patriots, honestly. And, I mean, what do we have for quarterbacks in the draft? I don't I don't follow college football enough to know. I don't I follow don't college know. football at all. Like, yeah, I know like I said before, I, I, I'll follow individual players that I hear are big prospects for the NFL. Yeah. You know, like Trevor Lawrence is one that I've been hearing a lot of buzz about this year. So, you know, and I don't watch the games. I'll go and, you know, look up some footage online or I'll read articles about them, you know. They don't go up against Ohio State. I don't know who they are. Yeah. But – there, there's probably going to be an overabundance of quarterbacks in the draft like there always is. You know. But I guess time will tell uh, what happens in the draft this year, right? No one knows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, New England I think is definitely you know. They, they've got something to prove, especially Belichick. So I just don't see. I like it there, yeah, about them two trying to prove each other separately. Yeah, I just it I don't want to see him tarnished. Yeah. I don't want to see him tarnished. A lot of a lot of elite quarterbacks have you know finished out their career elsewhere. I would love for Belichick and Emory sign him and then trade him to a shit team. That's <laughs> what I would love for him to do. What would you know, Tom Brady? You know what though, Tom Brady will go out there and probably play the best season of football he's ever had because he's got something to prove. Oh, the anger, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think he's he's had it with the Kraft family. You know, I think he he's ready to go somewhere. You know, make you know have a nice payday and hopefully have a postseason run. You know, I don't think money's that important to him anymore. He's got to be a multimillionaire. His wife makes makes a lot more money than him. Yeah. Yeah. They both make good money. They're pretty set on money. Well, he's taking pay cuts for the Patriots to get better players. Yeah. Which is something that other quarterbacks need to learn to do. You know, yeah, you guys, you got guys like Matt Stafford that wants to make these big bucks, and then he's going to be bitching and whining when he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring at the end of his career. Yeah, if you're a lesser bill of five hundred dollars a month, well, Philip Rivers is another one. Yeah, Philip Rivers is another one. You know, and then you've got Deshaun Watson going out and bitching and whining that he's not making money. Fuck you guys. Take a pay cut so your team can bring in some talent so you can go to the fucking Super Bowl. I think that's why the salary cap system works really well in football. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could buy it. With enough money, you could buy a whole team. But oh. salary cap's like, nope, you got to balance it out. Yeah. Yep. All right. We're, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We haven't made guests this week, so. No, 
We're just going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll be back. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So, uh, I I announced uh, about the time I announced this show coming back that I was gonna be doing the best of Brandon Chaos channel as well. So I'm thinking about maybe rolling that out this week too when this airs. It's not bad. So I think well, I think what I'm gonna do because I was gonna do it as a 24/7 channel. And I was waiting to get more, like, more stuff from old program directors and whatnot. But, like, I have 19 clips right now for the best of. So what I think I'm going to do is just release one clip a week for now. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Just put, you know, put the old shit out there. Um, so I think that's going to go up tomorrow when this goes up. Not yeah. Or we can throw it in the middle of the show during. Uh... Nah, fuck that shit. I'm gonna do the best of thing. I like the idea. As a separate thing. Yeah. I already got the channel set up through our host and everything. That's good. 
Yeah, so I think I'm going to do that. Um, it'll be able to be heard everywhere that our show's already heard, which will be cool. All the same places. Which, by the way, in case you didn't know, uh, there's many ways to listen to Planet Chaos every week. Uh, we are on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, uh, CastBox, Deezer, and Podcast Addict. I looked up all of those, and like I've been sharing the links for all of them yeah. everywhere, too. Uh, Podcast Addict, it just it just has the link that takes you back to Spreaker. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's all it really is. It just it must be a shell company that have that. It's pretty, I mean, it works. I mean, I'm sure there's people that listen to podcasts there. Yeah. I was considering maybe getting us on YouTube and uh, SoundCloud too. But I kind of like, I like where we're at. You know, I don't think I'm going to add anything else to YouTube, it. YouTube, no, YouTube has been nothing but a shit show lately. They've been really yeah. locking stuff down and making it hard for you to, they're taking more of a piece of themselves. And Yeah, I mean, once we get video content going, I'm going to put teasers for our video content because the video, the actual like full length video stuff is going to be on the website once we get that up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather not do it. Yeah, like I said, I'll put teasers up there. I'll put teasers on the Facebook page and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not gonna put full podcasts up there. It's kind of silly, unless we were doing full length video stuff, which we're not right now. I would like to get to that point eventually, but I think I'm just gonna probably use live stream and just host it on the website. That's a better idea. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think just like the regular podcast stuff, like once we start doing video for that, um, that's probably going to be part of the free content on the website. But then I think like any any bonus stuff is going to be premium that you're going to have to pay for. Yes. You're going to do like a monthly subscription. Yeah, Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so last week we talked about uh, Don Imus' death. And I teased and said that I was going to give a, a Don Imus story, and I never did. I listened to the episode back, and I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about my Don Imus story. <laughs> so um, many years ago when I was first uh, getting into the internet radio stuff, I was doing a lot of interviews. Um, I had already done some print journalism before that. Um, Back when I was still playing music, I was doing like print journalism. And I can't remember who it was, but it was an interview I did that I was incredibly proud of. Um, I sent an MP3 of the interview to Don Imus. And it was really, it was down to Don Imus and Howard Stern. I was gonna send it to one of them. And as much as Stern loves critiquing and giving advice to some of his competition or just other people in the industry, I was like, there's no way this dude's even gonna read it and get back to me. So I was like, fuck it, I'll send it to Don Imus. I actually got a pretty quick response from him. I was really surprised about it. 
and he said, this isn't great, but it's got a lot of potential. He said, I can tell that you've done print journalism before. He said, you sound like you're just doing an interview for Rolling Stone. He said, it's just question answer. He said, you need to be more conversational. So I, I listened to what he said, and then I went and I, you know, I, I would look at interviews that you know, some of these TV people have done, like Barbara Walters, Matt Lauer, Katie Couric. And I realized that's what that was. It was just a question and answer. There was a, it bored me, you know? But I think that's what I like more about these radio guys and why I would prefer more to do radio than TV too is it's more laid back it's more conversational you know like uh, I think Matt Lauer interviewed Hillary Clinton and it was just it was a real serious interview it was boring it was just Matt Lauer asking all the same questions that everybody else asks and Hillary giving the same answers that she gives to everybody else. But then you listen to the interview that Howard Stern did with uh, Hillary Clinton just a, a few weeks ago. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was more laid back. It really added sort of a human-like quality to her. And there was a lot of people that were contacting him afterwards through email or calling or whatever and saying that, you know, they were like hardcore Trump supporters who probably would have voted for her had he had done that election or had he had done that interview during the 2016 election. And they feel like it would have changed the outcome. See, I think TV interviews put a lot of pressure on you because. Well, you're not only worried about what questions they're going to ask, even though, you know, the more high profile you are, the more yeah. your publicist is going to decide what the questions are and a lot of times the, you know the publicist gets the questions beforehand and get you know gives the answer or uh, has you give the answers and the answers are rehearsed yeah you know it's it's all scripted I think plus the look the prep time yeah the you gotta look a certain way yeah you come in like like the guys last week that came in like they were wearing jeans and t-shirts half you know half, the one guy was hung over one guy was hung over yeah yeah, yeah. Left behind or stuff, you yeah. know. <laughs> Come back that up, you know. Yeah. But no, it's like, it's like, like today. Like I came in, I'm, I haven't shaved since I haven't shaved all year. Uh, uh, but yeah, like t-shirt, jeans, you know. It's like laid back. It's yeah. more you, when you dress comfortable, you feel more comfortable. You open up more. Yeah. That's what I think it is. Yeah, and you know, most radio guys are just more laid back. Period. Yeah. You know, some of the great interviewers. You know, they're, they just want to have a conversation with you like you're a normal person, you know? And I, I uh, had a conversation with a local politician recently trying to get him to come on the show. And he didn't want to. You know, and anytime I've tried to get a politician on one of my shows, they don't want to. Because they, especially if they're looking to run for office or they're running for an office, Radio interviews are kryptonite to these people. Oh, because they'll let one dumb little thing slip and then that's it. Or they're afraid of looking too human. You know, and I think, honestly, 
that's my big hang up with with politicians is and and what makes it hard to to vote for anybody is they don't seem human whereas other people want them to be more robotic and that's kind of like the majority they want to see they want to put these people on a pedestal they want to see them as these perfect human specimens you know and then you've got the small minority of people that are like no I want to see your human side you know I think uh, that's part of what helped elect Bill Clinton was people got to see his human side yeah he was the first politician to really come out and do that like a hillbilly I don't know hillbilly running the country I remember this guy going on Arsenio Hall and playing some jazz saxophone yeah you know admitting that he smoked weed when he was in college I smoked, but I didn't You know, seeing that he was a, a bit of a hornball, that he had all these mistresses. Anyways, you know, <laughs> people, people saw a human quality to him. I think that was I think, I, was I think too. future presidential candidates have kind of taken note. Yeah, they've let a little bit more. Thing. They've yeah, they've let a little bit more of their human side come out, but not enough really, like they should. You know, I want to see. I want to see this person be an average everyday guy, you know? I think there's a fine line, and I think Obama towed it perfectly where, yeah, he'd go shoot basketball every once in a while, and he used to get off baseball. Every once in a while, he'd go down to that place down the street from the White House and get burgers and buy room burgers. Yeah. But then you got Donald Trump that's sitting there at 4 o'clock in the morning taking a shit and tweeting on his phone, <laughs> which is way too real, you know? There, there's that fine line. There's... I think Obama told it perfectly where, yeah, I'm, I'm still President motherfucking Obama, but sometimes I just want some fucking Newports and a cheeseburger, you know? He did the line good. <laughs> but Trump, oh my God, he, he messes it up for himself tweeting all the time. You think? Yeah, it's too real. I don't know. I, you know what? People can say what they want to about Trump. There is no doubt that he has been the most entertaining president in history. There's no doubt about that. I agree. You know... I, I heard a, a good theory from some, you know, somebody who was once friends with Donald Trump, somebody in the media, uh, and he said that he really doesn't think Trump ever wanted to be president. You know, and it kind of, I mean, coming from a guy that knows him pretty well, you know, they were friends, this guy's been to Mar-a-Lago with him, you know, why would this guy want to give up the lavish lifestyle that he had? To be president. You know, here's a guy. Uh, I can't believe I just fucking quoted Chris Collinsworth. Now, here's a guy. <laughs> now, here, you know, he, he's a guy that. Um, I lost my train of thought, but. You know, he. He had everything. You know, he had the women, the money. He had a top rated television show. Which, by the way, was at the time that he announced he was running for president, up for renewing for another season. You know, and it's possible that he did it all as a stunt to get the show renewed. Yeah. He never expected to win. He was saying all these outrageous fucking things, and people ate it up. Which really, really proves uh, how stupid Americans are, you know? It's like the old saying, a person is smart, but people are stupid. Oh, yeah. I Individuals mean, are smart, but a group of people, no, they're dumb. And they fell for it. 
and he it's it's simple. He's like it's almost like a parody, you know. It's almost like a Mel Brooks movie. Like he's yeah. puts out there, everybody thinks, but it's real, you know. He realized most people are fucking idiots. If mm-hmm. I say the right things in the right places, I do the math, I'll get elected. Yeah, you know, people have suggested I run for political office before. Yeah, um, people have said, you know, you're a logical thinker. Uh, you could see things, you know, you hate both Democrats and Republicans, but yet you could see both sides and work with both sides. I mean, I don't want the fucking pressure. I don't want to give up no. the life that I have to do all that. I so every, everything you do is under a microscope when you run yeah. for political office. I, I think that has to stop, too. I really think, like, um, what's the most, who's that guy, Kavanaugh? How shit that he did back in college came back to haunt him when he was trying to. You're not the same person as an adult as you are in college. I'm not the same person what, what I was. What was he saying? Like he was butt chugging beers or some shit? They were chugging beers and past the movie. Butt chugging beers. Man. Yeah, it's stupid college stuff, you know? It's. You go to college and do dumb things. That's our culture. That's what well, it did, is. Didn't they, didn't they also say, like, he raped someone or some shit, too? It was a light date rape situation. It was a light date rape situation. It wasn't. It was everybody had a place that was drunk. You know, if you go to a drunken party, do you have the right to be raped? No. But if you're drunk and make bad decisions, that's not rape. Being drunk and making bad decisions is not rape. Uh, There's a whole culture of people who believe that, you know, if you have sex with someone consensually and regret it in the morning you can go after them for rape I don't know that's what I'm saying that's that's that is you don't you so don't you think it's a situation like that where she consented and then regretted it immediately that's what I think it was yeah. it was a drunken bad decision you can't just call rape on a drunken bad like if he would have grabbed her and grabbed her throat and just raped her yeah okay if she was passed out like passed out outside and he drug her in the house like a caveman and raped her Okay, but if you're at a party and you're getting drunk, making out with a guy, making a bad decision, then next morning you wake up and realize, oh shit, my boyfriend's gonna be mad, so I'm gonna say it's rape. Somebody once told me, not rape, uh, and this was somebody in law enforcement, told me that uh, you know if you can, if you are having consensual sex, you're in the middle of the act, the girl tells you to stop, if you even pump one more time, it's rape. Yeah, yeah, didn't see that. I agree That's with. Crazy. I, once crazy. you heard the note, word no or stop. Yeah. If you're not married, it's crazy though, stop. man. Like, you're in the middle of a consensual act, and that's um, a woman's power. Yeah. I know, man. Women rule the world. I tell people this all the time, and they're like, "No, it's a man's world. No, we need to stop it. We need equality. Women rule the fucking world. I'm telling you, it's the power of the pussy. Mm-hmm. People don't understand it." They have a term in AA. It's called power of the patch. Same thing. Power of the pussy. Yep. Because it's not like, okay, like, you know, we did this experiment once many years ago on another show I was doing. Um, We took a, a, a guy and a girl. They were both equally attractive. Um, we actually did a poll to see, like, on a scale of one to ten where both these people fell. And, and they were, they both averaged out to a seven. So they both had the equal number of attractiveness, all right? And uh, we sent them both out to the same bar, 
we had them both uh, had like tape recorders on them because this was a long ass time ago. <laughs> um, and we wanted to see who could get the most numbers. Who do you think won? The girl. Exactly. Because women have the power to say yes or no. Men really don't. We, you know, women, and this is an old saying, uh, you can credit it to me if you want. Uh, women get the sex they want. Men get the sex that they can get. Yeah, yeah. I right? was thinking something similar ahead. Yeah, they, so they say men marry who they can and women marry who they want. Exactly. Because it is. So who do you, when you get married, who do you ask? You ask the you ask the woman. Yeah. When it's the wedding, it's her day. Yeah. It is. My wife is the most important person in my family. I'm laughing a lot. Yeah. They and when it comes to you know the, the kids, even like the oh, kids, yeah. all like mom's number one, yeah. dad's number two. You know, that's the way it always has been. And mm-hmm. you know, it's. Women ruling the world is something that I'm okay with. It's kind of the way it's been for a I long time. It's become they have, accustomed to they it. They want credit. They want the credit now. And it's like you can't secretly run the world and get credit in public. <laughs> then you open up Pandora's box. I want to be treated like a lady, but I, would say I don't right want to pay for dinner. Yeah. I want to be, yeah, I want things equal, but I'm not getting drafted. Yeah, women are still exempt from the draft. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's still separate but equal. It, they're still separate. If, if you say that men and women are 100% equal, you're retarded. Well, what do you think about pay inequality? Do you pay think that inequality, exists? I don't think that's I've right. never seen it. I, people talk about it all the time, but I've never seen it. And I've worked for some large corporations. Yeah, I've never, I, they never been like, hey, we're you know, paying you 10 bucks an hour because you get a dick. We're I've, had, I've had a lot of female bosses, and they're usually harder to work for than male bosses, to be honest. You know, they're a lot stricter usually, you know? I think for some reason they, they put it in little girls' heads that they have to work harder because they're oppressed. I don't, like, I treat my daughter the same as the boys. Actually, I treat her better than the boys. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's because they're spoiled so much when they're girls, little girls, and when they have to actually get out in the real world and work and be treated equal, they're like, hey, this sucks. I, I want my special treatment, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you don't you don't believe that you know this pay inequality exists? I believe it exists, but I believe it's in the higher levels. And I think I don't think it's pay inequality to the point where they look at a man, they look at a woman at a, at a work and say we're going to pay her less. I think what it is is some of those men in those big positions are like in their fifties and sixties and worked so long, you know. And the women in their 30s and 40s want to get this job that they don't see it there as worth it. They're getting more experience. That's what I think it is. That could be. I mean, if you take two people in entry-level positions, one man, one woman, same background, same number of years of experience, same degree, you know, in my experience, I've seen them getting equal pay. Yeah. You know? At least in the businesses I've been in. You know? I think one of the examples they use is women's sports. It's a women's soccer team. We want to wow. get paid as much as men. Well, guess what? Nobody watches girls' soccer. It's revenue-based. Exactly. Yeah. You get and a really, piece of the pie. It's base, a smaller pie. 
based upon how many games they play compared to how many games the, the men's soccer team pays, yeah. plays, they actually get paid more. Same thing per with game. WNBA Honestly. and the NBA. I have never watched a full WNBA game. I've never seen anybody wear a WNBA jersey. Exactly. They you don't know? make, they get a piece of pie. It's just a small pie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like when we were talking about earlier too with the football players. The reason why these guys get more money is because they're bringing more to the table. Oh, yeah. You know, the the Cavs are doing shitty this year. They don't have LeBron. It's their second season without LeBron. Oh, yeah. You know, Kevin Love ain't making the big bucks because he ain't selling jerseys. He ain't filling the arena. Did you see him flip out Saturday yeah. night? Yeah, I saw Holy cow, he was mad. Yeah. But, yeah, Kevin Love's never going to make what LeBron makes because he doesn't bring in the revenue. You know, Matthew Stafford is a high-paid quarterback because he brings in the money in Detroit. You know, he gave a name to, you know, Detroit football again. Mm-hmm. You know, after so many years of, of being shitty, he came in and gave them just enough mediocrity to sell out games, yeah. to sell jerseys, to make it look like they could have a postseason run. And that's why he gets paid. Him and Megatron. Yeah. When Megatron was dead, they gave him hope. Now, I don't even know the hell is yeah. on the Lions, honestly. It's the same with uh, Tannehill. Yeah. In, uh, where's he at? Miami, right? Yeah. You know? They, Wait, wasn't he just... Who was the quarterback of the Titans last night? Was that right. Tannehill? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was saying he yeah. he didn't do anything, and then he went there, but yeah, finalized, he, and yeah, they're talking about him getting a big payoff this offseason because this was his only this was last year. Yeah. Especially now that he's won a playoff game. Yeah. Was this, this is his last year? Yeah. Nice. They traded him. It was last year's contract. But yeah, he's another one that you know took a shit team and gave him a name. Mm-hmm. Gave him hope, was selling jerseys, selling tickets. Cam Newton, same way. Yeah. You know, these guys get paid based on what they could bring to the table. It's like a, a, a car salesman making commission. Mm-hmm. They make money based off of their performance. And honestly, honestly, dude, I've been saying it for years, people talking about raising the minimum wage and all this other bullshit. I think people should be paid based on their job performance. Yeah. We need a government agency to regulate it. You know, performance-based pay. I guarantee you, you get a lot of harder working motherfuckers in this country. It's just like when you go to Walmart, there's shitty cashiers, and then you get one that's just super nice, super helpful. And you're like, that shitty cashier that's phoning in is getting paid the same amount as this person that comes in every day and does everything right. It's like if you go to a restaurant and you've got one waitress there that just does her job. You might leave her three or four bucks on a $30 check. But then you've got one that goes above and beyond. You know, your drink is only half empty, but they see that it's watered down because the ice is melting. They bring you another one. You know, they bring you extra napkins without you asking. You know, they're polite. They talk to the kids. You're going to give her six, seven, eight bucks because she went above and beyond. And that's, I mean, that to me is kind of a template for how the rest of the workplace should run. You know, I don't like the tipping system. You know we're one of the only countries that does that? 
Man. I hate that. What, what's like, even worse though is everybody expects a tip anymore. Yeah. You know, you go to Starbucks, they got a tip jar out. Yeah, what I are don't. you doing? Your fucking job. Yeah, I, I don't tip at places. When have you I'm seen sorry. a barista go above and beyond? Yeah. You misspelled my name. Yeah, I don't I don't think if you work in a place that, that makes a place like that, you shouldn't get tipped. You shouldn't. Restaurants should be required to pay their people minimum wage. No. That's the shit that restaurants make more money. I think, like, delivery services where you're using your own vehicle. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and you're gonna bring yeah. some of my house. Yeah, that's pizza delivery, tip. Chinese delivery, Uber Eats, DoorDash, all yeah. that shit. Yeah, they definitely should get tipped. How about do you tip a buffets? Like you go to Chinese buffet, do you tip? Like, uh, I might leave a buck. Because all they're doing is person. I mean, if they're if they're good, like to the point where they're constantly on the refills, uh, they're taking your plate as soon as you go back up for seconds. You know, you come back and there's no dirty plates on your table. I'll throw yeah. them a couple bucks. I usually do one dollar per person. You know, if, if I gotta sit there with a bunch of dirty plates at my table and have to track somebody down for a refill, I might leave them a buck. I don't know what they make. You know, because I know they help refill the buffets too. I don't no, know. No, there's some people for that. Not the waitresses. It that. depends. It depends where you go. Yeah, I used to go. To, you know, it was a really nice Chinese buffet. The one in Boardman. Oh, yeah, the one that's down the hill from the yeah. mall, yeah. that one is awesome. Yeah, that is a good one. That is the best one ever. Sushi there is good. They're all, all the ladies there are so nice. Yeah. That's the best one to go to. Um, Speaking of malls, have you been to the Eastwood Mall lately? Oh, we went last weekend. We went yeah, last we weekend. We went last yeah. weekend. Man, that place is like wasteland anymore, man. It was, but it was early Sunday morning. Well... I'm just talking about the stores, dude. There's a lot of empty storefronts. They're actually announcing tomorrow a new store is coming in. Spoiler store. alert, it's Boscoff's. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what I heard. Boscoff's. Local news channel uh, leaked it already. Yeah. Um, But I, I went down that hallway because it's going to be where, where Sears used to be. Yeah. Uh, Tilt Studios closing today, officially. Um, but everything from like the, the BMV back is either already closed down or has a sign that they're moving. Yeah, because they have Bosco's place. Right? Yeah, and then like the hallway closer to Dillard's has a lot of empty storefronts. So I think some of them are moving there. There's a few moving down that main hallway. But yeah, Boscoff's supposed to be taken all the way up to that. And I'm wondering, are they are they going to be closing down their food court? Because Boscoff's famously has their own food court. I don't think they'll close down their own food court. We okay. waited years for that damn thing. We have a food court when we were there, remember? We had to walk around and get random things. A pretzel place or yeah, anything. Orange Julius. Yeah, Orange Julius. like two or three things. Then the food court is like, wow, let's talk about them. Hot right Sam's. Now. Yeah, Hot Sam's, yeah. I miss Hot Sam's, man. What was that restaurant at the end there? Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah, I, oh, I love Ruby Tuesday. Never got to go to it. They had a spectac- spectacular, like, uh, chicken pasta dish. I don't know if they still have it or not. It's better than the, uh, the one that they have at uh, Applebee's, it's similar to it. I wonder, what do they have upstairs now where Kahunaville used to Nothing. be? I think it's just the offices. I used to love Kahunaville is my, my yeah, spot, man. Remember yeah. when it first came out, it was Pocket Change Park? Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember I remember Pocket those Change days, Park, man. and then, then it changed to I remember, that was a great place for a first date, was Kahunaville. Kahunaville was a 
cool spot to hang out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Video games, we talk, have a couple drinking. Food, the food was fantastic. Yeah, food was yeah. good. It wasn't. It wasn't really that expensive. Like you would think. Like, oh, it was like fifty six bucks. It was like thirty forty yeah. bucks. You know. There, uh, there used to be a Kahunaville inside of Kalahari in Sandusky, but it's not there anymore. I'm still I did not know that. Though. Yeah. I think the only one that's still open is the one in Vegas. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was a big chain. I thought it was. Just it wasn't place. a big chain. They just had a few. I think they at one time had five. Uh, there was one inside the Mall of America. Yeah. Uh, the one in Sandusky was the last one that closed down. I believe that the one in Vegas is still open. Do you ever go up to those indoor water parks? No, oh, yeah. But I used to go to Kalahari like once a year. Yeah, we do that. We go to Kalahari or we go to, what is the other one? Um, um, Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. The first one we went to was Maui Sands. That was a little, a little smaller. Yeah, it's a small place. They closed that down though. It's it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's been closed. It I was just been empty. Someone went. They I was just in Sandusky like a month ago. I didn't even notice. Yeah, the building's there, but they said that huh. they were gonna close for repairs and just never repaired it. Huh. Turns out the CEO or whoever owned it was embezzling money from it and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, that'll it. ruin it. Yeah, but those places up there are great. Yeah. I wish they would have had that when we were kids. They did. None of those places were, were open back then. Not not that my family knew of. Yeah, we uh we took my oldest to Splash Lagoon a few years back. Up in Erie. Oh yeah. I tell you, man, there was a lot of uh a lot of kids there. Cause we went Labor Day weekend. There was a lot of kids there that were unsupervised. What it seemed like to me, because we went up uh, on Sunday, uh, you know, hung out all day Sunday, and it was just trashy people the whole time. You know, kids that were just rude and obnoxious. Uh, Monday was pretty dead, though. It was nice. It was relaxing. We had some fun. But uh, what it seemed like to me was, you know, kids had off school. So the parents had to work. They just dropped the kids off there for the day, like local people, you know, just dropped the kids off for the day, just let them run loose, you know. I kind of put a bad taste in my mouth for that place. But, you know, like, going to those places, though, one of my biggest pet peeves is the kids that act up in the fucking lazy river. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the whole point of the lazy river... And I'm going to sound like an old curmudgeon here. <laughs> but the whole point of the Lazy River is just get on the fucking tube and just float your ass around in circles. Yeah. You know, you go to these places and you got these kids, like, coming swimming past you and, like, almost knocking you over. It's like, this is not the fucking point. You want to goof off like this? There's 18 other pools here. Go goof off somewhere else. <laughs> you learning. I, I think it's hilarious. Schmucks. I encourage it. I flash when they go by. It's annoying. And it's always, it's teenagers who are there unsupervised and they're just acting up in the lazy river. Like, take your ass in the wave pool and do that shit, dude. By the way, going in the wave pool with a slight buzz going on, best decision I ever made. It's awesome. I like the, I like the swim up bar at Kalahari. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. I like the the one that you go to hot tub right outside the window. It's like you uh, swim apart and the, the hot tub's right there. You go yeah. right outside of the hot tub. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just get it. Get it we went there for our honeymoon. Yeah. yeah I think fun. you guys went there. With the, now that I remember the week after I was there. 
Like I was there. The no, because it was the week a, after. No, because it was uh, the week after our wedding. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe it was the first time you guys went. Did I did I see you there one time? I don't think did so. I, maybe it was someone else I'm thinking of. But I remember I used to love because see my wife don't drink. We had all the kids. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you guys go do your kid stuff. I'm gonna go drink. Yeah. And I would just sit there and just drink and just talk to random people in the hot tub. And it was great. The first time I went, uh, my son was just like a month shy of being two, my oldest son. Um, an old friend, uh, an old lady friend from high school, uh, she was married, and we were just friends. Uh, she said that she was going up there with her son was like a year older than mine and she said she couldn't find anybody else to go with asked me if I wanted to go I was like yeah sure why not you know I uh, just broken up with this girl I'm like yeah it'll be fun I don't have a chick to bitch so I'm going and hanging out with another female just as friends you know we went up there and I mean it was a good time I didn't really I mean I had a two year old with me so I didn't get to fully enjoy the place but after that I was like oh you know fuck it I'm gonna come up here once a year for a few days by myself, like February, first week of February, it's real cheap, it's like the cheapest it could be if you go to the week, you gotta go during the week, so I would go like on a Wednesday, Thursday, come back Friday, you know, it's a good time, man. Yeah, that's me, my wife, she would get like, January, February, the Groupon is really cheap to get the Groupon, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a great time. If you oh, have kids, man. you want to go to the Great Wolf Lodge. Like, it's a little kid. Yeah, that's, that's, that's more, uh, the room. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. bigger rooms, very nice. And then if you, if I say if the kids are older, you go to Kalahari. Yeah. I'd say Kalahari is like eight and nine up. If you have little guys underneath eight and nine, you want to go to Great Wolf yeah. Lodge. That's why I would do it. I think Splash Lagoon over in Erie would, now, it would be nicer if they could, you know, tone down some of the trash that was in there, you know? Well, you, you can't control, but you yeah. know what? It's good. You know, yeah. you can't complain, because... You know, they might seem trashy out, but they might be this people at home. I don't know. I never really judge people when I was out because I was a dictator. You remember all the shit we used to pull walking around Geauga Lake and shit? What? That's why we should have been supervised. <laughs> we, we didn't have adult supervision. That's why we were assholes. I tell you what, at, when, as a father of four children, I can't wait till they're big enough so I can go to a music park saying, here's 40 bucks each, get the hell away from me for three or four hours. I can't wait for that. That's, well, what, I, how, that's what I look forward how to. How old are your kids? They're all still pretty young. Yeah. How old's the oldest? Eight. Eight? Eight, seven, okay. six, seven, four. Yeah, I got two boys that are going through puberty right now. You're lucky. I wish I could go through puberty. My voice still hasn't deepened. They'll be 13 and 12 real soon, so, yeah. Better buy a pack of two socks each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, I think it's time to, uh, I think it's time to take another break. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit. Stay tuned.
All right, welcome back. Ed's over there being loud with a water bottle because I didn't give him any warning. No warning. That's no warning. Yeah. Oh, shit. So I, I've had some people asking me about the show opening song and the show closing song. Apparently people were digging it. I think I thought it was a little long. Was it was long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely need to cut it down. More talking over the uh, opening and all that. Um, yeah, the show opener is, uh, they're, they're not together anymore, but they were a local band from Akron, Ohio called Side, spelled C-Y-D-E. Of course it is. Yeah. Cool band. I'm still friends with those guys. I actually, I, when we were doing this, I wanted that as my show opener, so I specifically asked the, uh, the lead singer, if I could use one of their songs as an opener. He was he he was flattered that I asked them. Um, they oh, they were a great band. Um, they put out an EP in '97. Uh, their first album, full length album, came out in '98. And then I think their second full length album came out in 2000. And then they. Uh, they signed a deal with Gene Simmons' label and then recorded an album and it never came out. I actually have a copy of that album that never came out and that song that I play, it's called Be Here, uh, was, it was supposed to be on that album. Yeah. But yeah, they're a great band. Uh, they've played a few reunion shows here and there. I think they broke up in like 04, 05, something like that. But... Uh, everybody in the band other than the lead singer uh, also played as Janie Lane's backing band for several years and they actually played on his solo album Janie Lane of course was the lead singer of Warren so I, I always thought that was kind of cool uh, I actually met Janie Lane numerous times through those guys they, they owned a bar out in Akron or a couple, two of the guys from the band owned a bar out in Akron called the Voodoo and when Janie Lane was living in the Akron area he would go there and just hang out all the time I just I walked in there one day was there for a show I can't remember who was playing but I was there for a show and uh, me and my buddy Ian were there and we're sitting on the couch he points over to the bar he's like isn't that Janie Lane sitting over there I was like oh shit yeah it is <laughs> yeah didn't the Bloodhound Gang make a song about him, Janie Lane? No, that was Chasey Lane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain a lot. Speaking, speaking of Bloodhound Gang, I, I need to get Mark the Bagger on our show. Yeah. You know who Mark the Bagger is? No. I was just he, he, uh Towards the end, before Bloodhound Gang broke up, they used to hang out with this dude. He was a grocery bagger. That's why they called him Mark the Bagger. But he's just this super weird, fucked up dude that was like part of their live show. And then they brought him in to do a, uh, an interview, when they did an interview on Howard Stern. And Stern was just so blown away with this dude, he made him a part of the Whack Pack. No way. He still shows up on the show every once in a while. But he's just this crazy, fucked up dude. He's hilarious, <laughs> man. Uh, he, he talks about how much he jerks off. When he jerks off, he just bus all over the floor. <laughs> Carpet or tile? Tile, of course. Oh, okay. I must yeah. say, you get a dog to yeah. lick it up or something. Or... Yeah, I, 
Um, actually, uh, recently connected with uh, Bloodhound Gang's old drummer, who's roommates with Mark the Bagger. <laughs> so I'm gonna, and the Breezeway, they're really good friends with those guys. So I'm gonna work to try to get Mark the Bagger on the show. Obviously, you know, we'll have to pay for his transportation because he lives in Philly, so we'll have to pay for him to get here. Sounds like a phone interview to me. No, 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 no. We, will, we need to get him in studio because we need to get him to do some crazy, stupid shit. Because I, I had talked to him years ago at a Bloodhound Gang show in Pittsburgh about coming out here and filming some stuff. So we got to get him here. That's, that's the plan. We need to get him here. That's going to be a year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> driving from... I mean, uh, drive, yeah, driving like, from Philly, that's a it would be day. it would be it would be cheaper. It's an eight-hour drive. Yeah. That's, no, I hate driving. No, it could probably be about six hours. No, it's eight. I've driven. I've driven from here to almost Philly to the middle of like, like the eastern side of PA. Yeah, it's right by New York City. Yeah, it's it's, nah, it's an eight-hour drive. That long. We could get. I mean. One way from here to Orlando, it cost me $120 in gas. That's not bad. Philly would be about half of that. Do you think so? Is so maybe give me 100 bucks for gas, pay, pay for a hotel, 50 bucks for them to stay in the night and go back the next day. I think we could do it. We could do it. Yeah. That's the plan. We, we need to get Mark the Bagger on this show. Dude, I don't have any guests lined up for next week either. I need to get on this. This is the only thing that I would possibly need a producer for is to book guests because I've been getting lazy about that lately. What I what I think I need to do this week... Uh, Six and a half hours. That's what the see. GPS says. Um, see, I don't... But you got factoring bathroom breaks and stuff. Yeah. And it, it felt like an eight-hour drive. Um... Yeah, I need to get some guests. But what I think I'm gonna need to do, what I'm I'm gonna do this week, is I'm gonna break the the mixing board back out. See if I can get the mixing board working with the rest of the equipment, and then I could do some phone interviews if I get that all hooked up. Like when I was fucking with it the one day, like I didn't really get too into it. I was just checking some shit out, and it just wasn't working. Um, I might have to fire up that other laptop. Uh, see if we can't get it working with that. It wasn't working with this one, so if we bring out the other computer, and then I can get my soundboard going too. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's 100% doable to get that mixing board working again. It was working when I first tried it with the other computer, and then suddenly with this one, it's not working. So. I think phone interviews, yeah, that would be. Yeah. We can get that. That's a lot easier. Yeah, because then I could just schedule everything around their schedules. Yeah. You know, that was the whole point of getting that board up and running because I was just going to go with the interface and then the interface took a shit on me so I got the board and it wasn't working so it just it might be something with the computer and the board just not working together properly then we get the soundboard going we have the sound effects and shit make things a lot more exciting you know I, I really need to put my foot down too with these females that are supposed to be on the show you know yeah I mean Amber's been hitting me up like at least once a week, you know she lives she lives over an hour away, you know. See, and she I don't would think be it's feasible. It's 
She would be reliable to come out here once a week. She would. She's that type of person. She's reliable as shit. It's just she does. She hasn't had a car for a while. She totaled her car back in like October. She hasn't gotten a new yeah. car yet. You know me, like I'm. I'm on that shit right away. When my van broke down, I went out and bought another one a few days later. You know. But I need to put my foot down with these females. Like you're, you're in or you're out. You know. Like I'm not pussyfooting around anymore. No pun intended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we need to get a female co-host on here. I might put some feelers out again, try to find somebody else if these chicks aren't going to be reliable. I mean, I get it with Jess. She had like uh, some sort of personal thing she had to deal with. So I understand her stepping down for now. And like I told her, you know, you'll have a spot open whenever you're ready to come on. Uh, Melissa just straight up hasn't shown. It's been over a month, so... And she's out. Amber at least is keeping me updated with everything that's going on. I like so. Amber. I only met her like once or twice. Yeah, Amber's great. Yeah. Love Amber. Yeah. Uh, we had her over and hung out with her like right before we left for Florida. Yeah. I think there's a second time I saw her. Was that, didn't I come over the same day as she did? I think so. Yeah, I think this is because I met her the first time at your wedding. Yeah. And the second time was that day too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were over that day. Yeah, definitely need a, a female perspective on things in here. Yes, <laughs> we need someone yeah. to tell us that we're wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no guests for next week, so I'm, <clears throat> I think I'm gonna get on that and uh, try to get us a guest in here for sure. You have any ideas? Oh, I don't. I don't know anyone. <laughs> well, you know, now that the the Robbins Theater is open again. Um, and it's right up the road, really. It's not that far. No. You know, I, I know when I was in downtown Cleveland at No Static, uh, we were able to get like Orgy to come out from the Agora, just paid for their Uber ride, you know, and that's right up the road. It's probably about the same distance. Um, I, I was trying to get Big Bad Voodoo Daddy in here. It's like eight dudes in that band. There'd be no room. I don't no, no, I mean, I. Oh, I mean, when we got Orgy though, we only got three of the dudes from the band. Yeah, you only the studio. Fun. Yeah, like really, we need the singer, and maybe one other guy. Front I don't know. I don't know if they could do like an acoustic thing or not though, because uh, I mean, they're a swing band. Can you really do acoustics with that? I mean, I'm not in the area, but those, no. those, the freaking trumpet. Well, I'm saying so acoustic. If we brought in, like, the singer and the guitar player, yeah. if we could do just something acoustic with that, but we can't bring the whole band in here. I mean, they got a stand-up bassist. They've yeah. got a whole horn section. You know, it'd be like trying to get Slipknot in here. Yeah. You know? There's just too many dudes. They do, we'll just don't... They don't need to play I something. Mean, they just come I, in and hang out. I mean, I got some plans for, like... The studio, like, I want to, I would like to put, like, a glass panel on this wall behind me and put, like, a producer over there. Uh, I want a green room over there, and I want a full band performance area over there, you know. But we may have to save that whole idea of having a full-blown studio like that until we get the Radio Chaos studio up and running. Yeah. You know, 
because we just may not have the space in, in this area to do it. We'd have to <coughs> go someplace else. Rent like a rent out like a house, rent out like a little cheap house, like one of those little one bedroom houses, yeah. and then just turn that into the whole thing. Thought about that, but it it's actually so much cheaper to rent a small office space though in Warren. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then we're close. Like, you know, at first I thought like Robin's Theater was just gonna be, it was gonna be small. You know, like these guys are gonna do something every once in a while, like they do with some of their other stuff. But they, they're booking a full schedule right now. You know, like they got Donnie Iris, uh, Lisa Lampanelli is coming to town. Wow. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. You know, they've got a full schedule coming. They got that digital marquee out there. You know, and I know the Sunrise Entertainment guys. I know them. You know, it's the same. It's the brothers that own Sunrise Pizza. Oh, I miss Sunrise Pizza. <laughs> But I know those guys, so I, I'm thinking, you know, I could work out something with them. You know, even if I have to, you know, I could pack up just a small setup and, and go yeah, there and do it. That's what I was thinking. Go remote. Yeah, maybe uh, if we're going to do a full band performance. You know, that's something that maybe, like, if I'm going to do full band performance, I, I want to do just video and put that in the premium content. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. You know, put that out there for free as part of the show. Part of the show kind of would be more acoustic stuff. Yeah. You know, that's my train of thought with it. But we can maybe, do, you know, bring a camera crew down and do some video. They can perform a couple songs at Soundcheck. You know, put that in the premium content. It's a thought, it's a thought. you know. You know, as much as I would love to get some of these guys down in the studio, it may not be in the cards, you know? I need to find out when that Lisa Lampanelli show is, because I might be able to score Lisa Lampanelli. Oh, she would be hilarious. Yeah. That would be funny. And she's, you know, I'm not a big fan. I would love to be even if not for interviews. I'm not a big fan of her. She's kind of obnoxious. I'd love it. But I think she'd be a fun conversation. I really do. She's... Had an interesting life, that's for sure. Yeah. So I think she would be a fun conversation. You know? I'd like to get Lisa Lampanelli in here. Donnie Iris has always been one of my dream interviews. You know, it, that's a guy that's been through a lot as well. You know, he's kind of a local guy. He's from Pittsburgh. Uh, he started out with the Jaggers when he was in, like, high school. He was playing with those guys. They ended up scoring one hit, a song called The Rapper. And then... Uh, him and his guitar player or keyboard player or something like that went and joined the band Wild Cherry the band that did play that funky music White Boy they ended up joining that band after that song and then they left and started Donnie Iris and the Cruisers and ended up having one hit you know and you know he's pretty loyal to the area uh, you know always playing Pittsburgh and Youngstown been doing it since the 60s. The dude's in his 70s now, man. Still out there doing it, though. Yeah? you got the talent, you got the time. Yeah. Do what you love. And actually, love. what's funny, too, uh, his entire backing band in, like, the mid-80s, I think it was, like, 1985 or something like that, joined up with a very young Trent Reznor and started a band. Uh, they were called The Innocent. It was, like, way before Trent did uh, Nine Inch Nails. 
the Trent Reznor experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I think he'd be fun to talk to. You know, a guy that's been yeah. around for over 50 years doing his thing, you know. I've always wanted to interview Richard Belzer, too. He's kind of a nutcase when it comes to the conspiracy theories. I think he'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be a phone interview, though. That'd be a good one, especially what's going on right now. Yeah. He's, he's got to be flipping out right now. Oh, yeah. And he's a funny guy. You ever seen any of his old stand-up or his old talk show? No. Oh, man. Uh, who was it? Hulk Hogan? They put him in a sleeper hole? Wait, who? Richard Belzer. Yeah, okay. He Hulk Hogan, Hogan put him in a sleeper hole? Yeah. yeah. Okay, now I know you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he passed him out. He yeah. cracked his head open on the floor. Yeah. He jumps up real quick. Hey, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, bleed from the head. Yeah, bleed yeah. from the head. And he's no, like, I'll be right back. About. So you put anything in wrestling in it, then, I, then it clicked. Of course. And it clicked. I know. <laughs> yeah, so I think he would be a fun interview to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of possibilities. We also need to reschedule those interviews that we didn't get around to doing. Now, when's a beer guy going to come? I'm we need to get him in guy. I'm gonna. I think I'm going to hit him up today. Maybe see about getting him on next week, and I think maybe we'll try to get Gaddy in here next week. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, and then I also need to get Doug Esper in here too. Yeah. And then there's some bands. Yeah, you know, and this uh, this whole thing with trying to book guests and stuff goes back to what I was talking about with Glass Alice last week mm-hmm. about bands not self-promoting. Like, I should be able to go out on Facebook or Twitter and say, all right, let's do an interview on a podcast that gets a shitload of listeners. And I should be booked solid for the next two to three weeks. Or, excuse me, the next two to three months. But I put that out there on social media, and it's crickets. You know, like not only are you coming in and you're telling your story, you're talking about your music, but you're playing a couple songs, you're getting the music out there for people to hear. Yeah. You know, and you're not even really putting in work for it. You know, why do you think, you know, like, um, let's say Taylor Swift is about ready to drop a new album. She's all over TV. She's all over the radio, doing interviews, doing in-studio performances. Why? Because she's putting her music out there. She's like, I got this, these new songs, you know, I'm going to go on the radio and do some acoustic performances so people can hear them. Create the Let's hype. talk about the album. Let's tell my story. You know, and these unsigned acts don't understand that. Yeah. They don't understand that marketing is the biggest part of your job. It's even bigger than creating the music itself. You gotta create people that want to listen to it, and is then you, when they finally listen to it, they're like, "Oh, this is great!" You, know, you can that's you can create total shit music, and if you know how to market it correctly, you could sell millions of albums. You know, a fine example of that is Guar. Guar is a terrible fucking band. Guar. But they created an image and a hype that people bought into, and they've sold a lot of records, and they still... There's not a single member of that band that's an original member, but they can still go out there and play those fucking songs and still pack in the crowds because they were able to market themselves. If it wasn't for Beavis and Butthead, I don't think I'd know who Gorn was. 
They also got a lot of uh, fame from the Empire Records movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and they actually did that appearance in the Empire Records movie for free. The, yeah. the camera crew, like it's just a small clip from a live show. The camera crew and the director just went out to the show the night before they filmed the, the rest of that scene, filmed a little bit of the concert, asked for how much they wanted for it, and they said nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, publicity is enough for us. Yeah. You know, you don't get that anymore. You know, when I was booking shows, one of the first thing that a band would ask me when I asked them to do a show, and here's the thing too, is like I shouldn't be asking. You know, if you, if people know that you're booking shows, they should be coming to you. Mm-hmm. You know, but these bands, they, they don't have the, you know, the motivation to do that. But when I would ask a band to do a show, one of the first things they would ask is, what are we getting paid? You know, and if, if that's your, your biggest concern, then that's a problem. I understand you want to get paid for your art, but I don't... I know, me personally, I never set guarantees. I never you know, went to a promoter and said, hey, I want $1,000 for this show. I would always look at it like, okay, here's the club's capacity, okay? In my mind, with my marketing skills, here's how many people I can put in this club. You know, let's, so let's say the capacity is 1,000. I know in a city like, let's say, Chicago, I know that I could put 350 people in that club myself, okay? With the other bands, we could probably get to 550, 600, you know? Okay, so give us 40% of the door. If you're saying, okay, I want $1,000 per show, that shows me that you're not confident with how many people you can bring. Yeah. You're saying, well, regardless of how many people we bring, I want $1,000 up front. And you're not, that you can't demand that until you actually become unless, super famous. Unless your name is out there and you're consistently putting, you know, 3,000 people in a, in a club or theater or whatever, you can't really throw out a guarantee. You know, if you're, you know, not, if you're not selling records, you know, people don't know who you are. I always you thought it'd be hard for you to make money as a musician because it you is. gotta pay it voters is. and play, you know, it, yeah. like you get a percentage, you don't get the full thing. Yeah. That's what people don't understand, I think. Yeah, I mean, the promoter takes a cut for the work that they do. You gotta mm-hmm. share a cut with the other bands, you gotta pay the sound guy. Gotta pay the lighting guy if there's a lighting guy. Yeah. Some venues have a rental fee that the promoter has to pay if there is a promoter. Sometimes bands are doing it without promoters and they gotta pay a, a venue rental fee. You know? So it's all money that's gotta come out of the door. Yeah. You know? Because unless everybody's making money, no one's yeah, making money. That's why you gotta put the music out there, you gotta get it out to people. These bands don't understand it, you know. You know, I've I've seen bands where it's two days before a show, and all they do is put up a Facebook status like, "Oh, hey, my band's playing a show in two days. Come see us," and that's it. They don't tell you the location. They don't tell you who else is playing. They don't tell you 
how much it costs to get in. They don't yeah. tell you the, the time it starts. It's like I said last week, so many bands have come to me and be like, hey, come to our show. And I'm like, no, I don't know what you sound like. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to pay money to come and see you? Yeah. You know, let me hear what you sound like. They're the shitty Beatles. Are they any good? No, they're shitty. <laughs> and also, too, like, you know, I, I hate to sound like, because I, I hate, like, alienating a fan base, but your bread and butter, the people you want through the door are the people that buy CDs. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to play a show to 300 people who are just going to go listen to your shit on Spotify. You know, you want people that are going to come to your show, buy the CDs, buy the shirts. Those people that are just listening on Spotify, they're not going to buy anything else. They're not going to buy any shirts. No. They're not going to buy any hats. They're not going to buy coffee mugs or whatever merch you have. They're going to come out. They're going to pay the 10 bucks to see the show, and they'll go listen to you on Spotify. You know what the I The people think? who buy CDs are the people that are going to buy a ton of other merch. I would think that your target market as a musician coming up would be, I'm going to say like 13 to like 25. Because those are the ones that have disposable income. Like, do you know what adult that actually goes like, oh, I need this poster for this thing? No, that's a kid thing. Yeah. You know, that's where it all dro- – like, you can go to a concert. Like, remember the Backstreet Boys? Yeah. The 13, 12-year-old girls everywhere. Yeah. But these – the newer bands, like they're going to bars where they're only getting at a bar is really like twenties, thirties, maybe forties. Well, and like the the crowd that's listening to the streaming too, you kind of nailed it right there. Yeah. Twenty five to thirty five. Yeah. That is the that that is the main demographic for people that are listening to the music and streaming. The uh, under twenty five crowd are listening to vinyl. They're starting to get into CDs again. You know, it's that, you know, young adult to lower middle age that are the ones that will only listen on streaming, you know, and that's why, you know, 10 years ago, it was a lot more difficult because streaming was first coming out, you know, those 35 year olds were 25 starting to get into streaming, mm-hmm. you know, and the people like our age were like, eh, no, I need yeah, to pass like, on the streaming thing, I'm still yeah. going to buy CDs, you know, now it's harder to find CDs, but vinyl's everywhere, man. Like vinyl is the thing, and I don't understand that either. You know, as you long know. as as long as people are buying physical copies of albums, still I'm happy. You know, because there is still a demographic for that. You know, streaming hasn't completely taken over. You know, it's vinyl's good. back. Streaming's like well, the future, boomer. Uh, Vinyl outsold CDs for 2019 for the first time in a very long time. I think that's because the vinyl is more expensive, though. Well, I'm talking about just more of a novelty individual piece. copies. Yeah, it's more but, of a novelty piece, though. I think. Yeah, people listen to it though. You know, I I listen to all of it, man. Like I don't listen to eight tracks, but vinyl, cassette, CD, I get into all of that, man. I, I've always said though, my favorite format for listening to music has always been cassette. I don't know why. I, I think that's because, like, if I put on a CD or a record, I might put on a song or two, you know, skip through or whatever. If I listen to a cassette, I feel like I'm committed to listen to the whole album. Yeah. You know, because you got to rewind, fast forward, all that shit. 
So if I put on a cassette, I, I'm committed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it all the way through. They did, you know? they had a few, if I remember right, they had a couple tape players that would that was able to skip somehow. I remember that. Yeah, like the one that I have on my stereo, there's a button where I could just fast forward and then stop it myself, and then there's a button where I could just skip to the next track. Yeah, but they never worked right. Sometimes case, they yeah. do, sometimes they don't. Like... That's why uh, a lot of bands started doing albums where everything kind of flowed as if it was one long song. Yeah. You know, like uh, Green Day did an album like that, Everclear did an album like that, where, you know, if you hit that button on the cassette player, it would not skip the next track, it would just keep going. Because it tricked the cassette player into thinking that it was still the same song, you know? So a lot of bands were doing that. Um,. But yeah, I just I feel like there's more of a commitment to listen to the whole album. And I don't think enough people listen to albums anymore. It, you know? It's a risk. Yeah, it's a risk. You know, you know several years ago, uh, Ian Asbury, the lead singer of the Cult, came out and said, you know, "We're not going to put out another album ever because people don't listen to albums anymore." Huh. You know, if we do anything, it'll be in individual tracks on streaming. Of course, they've since put out like two albums since then. But I think the album is just an outdated format. I think it's nostalgia. You think? I think? I think companies think they need to sell CDs. They seem to sell out. It's just these old guys are still in. So look at the future. The future is there's, there's a lot Everything of... is so much on demand. I can watch a certain episode of a show and not watch wrestling. If yeah. there's one, you know, with all the on demand stuff, people but are there's patient. still there's a lot be. of young people running the music industry right now, and you know. Releasing a whole album is still a viable concept, really. It's too expensive because it takes months to do a whole album. It takes not what, always weeks to do one. Not always one song. Not always. Not always, but it does. You can Why would I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on an album that people only want one or two songs off of? But I can just know. do those one or two songs and make money off know, the same amount of money. Bruno Mars just put out one of the greatest albums ever recorded a few years ago. It's a great album from start to finish. Katy Perry just put out a good album a couple years ago. Start to finish, great album. Yeah, but why would... Taylor Swift just put one out a few months ago. Start to finish, great album. Camila Cabello. You know, you these, know these are artists, these are artists that are still putting out great albums. I mean, I, a lot of times, like I said, with like vinyl or CD, I'll skip through and won't listen to the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I mean... I try to listen to as many albums as I can every year of every genre. I do that on streaming. I don't stream a whole lot, but I use iHeartRadio and I'll listen to the album. And I think that's kind of what the original intention of those streaming apps was. You know, you could listen to, because I remember back in the day, you would buy an album and you were so disappointed there's only one good song on it. You know? Yeah. Now you could sample that album, be like, this is a great album, I'm gonna go out and buy it. Or you could say, oh, I only like one song on it, I'm not gonna buy it. You know? That's kind of what streaming was originally intended for. You could sample the album before you buy it. So I remember, you know, a lot of stores used to have listening things, you scan the barcode and it'll play a snippet of each song. Yeah, yeah. So you could sample the album before you bought it, you know? And streaming kind of, you know, raised the bar on that. They're like, we're going to give you the whole song. 
you could sample the whole the whole album and then decide whether or not you want to buy it. I don't think albums. I think albums are gonna everything's gonna go digital because no one's gonna have that big CD library bookcase that we used to have in our cars or underneath the passenger seat. Yeah. That's never gonna come back. <laughs> That's true. Everything's Remember gonna be CD on your visors. phone. <laughs> yeah, everything's gonna be on your phone, digital, and we don't need physical copies of things really. I do. Once you once you buy it and you own the digital, like all my games, because I oh, I'm a gamer. I have not bought a physical game since. I think Lauren got me uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. Are they they're doing but, that with games now? Too? Oh, games! All my games are all downloaded, all of them, all because you own them forever. You own the rights to it forever. Yeah. As long as Xbox Live is still on, boom, and so, you can download them anywhere. And do you get them anywhere. for free or do you have to buy them? No, you buy the game. It's, okay. It costs the same as a physical copy, but the physical copy, the way games are set up now, it has to install on your hard drive anyways. Yeah. And it's still not running from the disc. The disc is just a way to download it, basically. <laughs> so I do everything digital. I have no physical games. Huh. I didn't know they were doing that with games. Yeah. Nowadays. You you don't like a game, you delete it. That way it saves space your hard drive. You, and if you want to play you a get, game, you, you don't get your money games. back, though. No. Like, you know, neither, neither you buy a physical copy, copy, though. You play it, you don't like it. You just go sell it somewhere. Nope. Nope. It don't work like that anymore. Games, GameStop killed it. It used to work. Then GameStop's like, yeah, I can give you 45 cents for a game you just bought two weeks ago or $10 store credit. Yeah. Some places pay more. They, it's all, it all depends on what the game is. You know, no, if it's something it's all, that's in demand. They, it, the whole market died on that. GameStop's going to go under. No, nothing does it anymore. Oh, the, the exchange still has a ton of games. Yeah, but they don't. There's no, but if you as a person, like if you would say you bought Grand Theft Auto, yeah, and two months later you want to give it back, you get maybe a quarter of the price if that, and then right. they're going to sell that yeah. for twice as much as that. Well, yeah, so that's that's how those that's how secondhand stores work. Yeah, but it's you too know, low. same with like music. You sell it, you get way less than you know what they're going to sell it for. Yeah, it's just how it works. It's how it's always worked. I think people are starting to get a lot smarter. And realizing how the bullshit of the world works, and I think eventually enough people are going to change it to make it more even. Right now, it's still the point where there's a lot of people who don't realize how bullshit the world and how it works. Yeah. Just letting it go, and oh, this is how it's always been. I think that's a huge problem with everything in society. Is they don't move forward. They keep doing the same things they've done every damn year. And Ain't that the forward. fucking truth? Well, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Yeah, well, let's just try to improve it. We're not trying to fix it, we're trying to improve it. Yeah. Well, I think it's about time to start wrapping things up. Um, as I said before, you can listen anywhere podcasts are heard. Well, not anywhere. I guess we're, we're kind of limited. Yeah. Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer and Podcast Addict. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Just look up Planet Chaos. It's got the same logo that we use everywhere as the profile picture. Uh, our parent company, uh, Velvet Rope Entertainment, is on there as well. Uh, we just actually Velvet Rope Entertainment. We just started offering graphic design services for uh, artists and businesses to, you know, get. Logos, flyers, advertisements, all that shit. Uh, we're also doing voiceover and uh, 
that sort of stuff. We're doing, we also are making uh, production elements for uh, podcasts. Like if you want any uh, liners or sweepers for your podcast, any other production elements, we could do that kind of stuff too. So if anybody out there is interested in any of that, uh, Velvet Rope Entertainment on Facebook, um, Planet K- at Planet Chaos Radio on Instagram. I think we're going to be getting to Twitter here pretty soon too. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Brandon underscore chaos. It's B-R-A-N-D-Y-N underscore chaos. Uh, you can also find Brandon Chaos on Facebook. It's all over the place. And then at Ed Giggity on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Do that I check like once a week. Long as no one starts Twitter beefs with you that have to defend you. <laughs> Fucking Michael Rappaport. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> All the times I've stuck up for him and he wants to come at me. Like, he's got any room to talk about the way people look. <laughs> I called him a pasty bitch because that's what he is. I say you look like a crackhead, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> that guy's something else, man. Love, I'd still love to get him on the show, though. I might have to. I think we would argue with that guy. We would motherfuck each other up and down. It'd be fun. He, he thinks he's the goat of shit talking, but he's not. Uh, so I think I covered everything yeah. you can still find my book on Amazon Brandon Chaos Bedtime Stories on Amazon I'm going to have another one coming out hopefully uh, before summer hits getting to work on that so uh, I guess we'll catch you all next week alright goodbye Mr. Wee Man, I need some relaxation. Mr. Wee Man, don't do me wrong. Like Bob Marley, I'ma smoke it till my brain is gone. Mr. Wee Man, don't you roll with raw. Mr. Wee Man, I need that medication. But I don't really know what you got to roll. Hoping that you pull out some fire ass and dough. Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl. Hoping that you're waiting with the joint after the show. Everybody solo! I don't really know what you got to roll Hoping that you pull out some fire I said no Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl Hoping that there are no bubbles breaking our windows But I don't really know what you got to roll Hoping that you pull out some fire I said no Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl Hoping that you're waiting with a joint after the show